I can tell people what I do, but then like hearing it from someone else and they say what I do, it's like, oh, <laughs> that sounds so much right. cooler. Welcome to the Brand Ballers Podcast, where it's all about learning to build a brand that people understand. So we were just talking about what's been going on and and I was detailing an experience that I had with a recent client and what made me sort of, um, I guess, reaffirm what I'm trying to do here in terms of really focusing in on people's messaging and why they're doing what they're doing it's that today she said to me, like we had like a, we've talked maybe a couple of times now, so maybe it's been a couple of hours we've spent like talking about her business and me asking a lot of questions and learning about why she does what she does. Um, today, when we were talking, she said to me, you know, the conversation we had last week actually made it clear for me uh, when I'm working with someone that I don't want to work with. And she said this happened yesterday where somebody who was not an ideal client, because we talked about what are ideal clients, what are their values and how do they match up with yours and whatever. And she said that yesterday she talked to someone who was the exact opposite of the kind of person she wants to work with. And she said that normally she would have just thought, okay, I'll just keep trying and I'll just see how it goes, right? Just to kind of make it work kind of thing because it's a, it's a potential lead, right? Potential client. But after our conversation last week, she said, you know, it made it really clear that, okay, this person isn't the right person for me. And so, um, so, I, so I, I'm not going to work with this person. And so she said um, she credited, you know, the conversation we had with this. And uh, similar thing last week, again, I had another conversation with a, a window cleaning company, uh, the owner of a window cleaning company in Seattle, mm. who wants to get a video made. And I said, well, one of the first questions I asked was, do you, you realize I don't live in Seattle, right? Um, you know, it's like a five-hour drive. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. So, so anyway, uh, it was a referral by someone here from a networking thing here. And um, anyway, so same thing. Like, I'm like, oh, well, you wash windows on buildings like skyscrapers, like how unique or different is that? What are we going to do kind of thing? And so eventually, after a couple hours of talking to him and learning about his whole background, whatever, I found out that he um, he used to be an electrical engineer back in Bulgaria, that he has like a systematized process for training his staff because one of the biggest issues that his industry has is inconsistency between, you know, uh, companies that do your window washing because a, a lot of them are subcontracted out. And so he doesn't do that. So he's like, you know, here's uh, uh, here's what I do. So he basically said that he has like a, a fake windows in his workshop for different types of windows. And he actually tapes on like instructions, like, you know, with arrows that say, you know, you know, you know, squeegee this way or scrub this uh -huh. way with this particular tool and, and do it, you know, this way in times or whatever. He's made it so that people just understand it right away. And so when they go out to these jobs, they're accountable. They know exactly what they're supposed to do. And then there's consistency and they're confident that they've done a good job. And if something hasn't been done right, then, you know, they know, you know, where in the system it failed or whatever. Right. So there's some accountability there. So when he talked about this, I was like, that's so cool. It's so much different than just window washing. Right. You actually have thought about, you know, the pains that customers have and, you know, you've really, you know, developed a system to overcome whatever. So. So even talking to him, it, it made him like spark different ideas in himself, like realizing how he can talk about his business and whatever. And then the person that introduced me is actually working on his website content, like redoing his, just the content on his site. And uh, I shared with her the notes and she was like, this is golden because this is the kind of stuff that I can use also to communicate, you know, to his main uh, uh, target market, which is uh, property managers. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so over this last week or so, it's just been, you know, more reaffirmed in my mind that what I'm trying to do with these video things is really more about the business consulting and business, you know, um, helping them 
to ensure that they're focused on, you know, using these videos in uh, in a way that helps their business and that they understand their business even better. So, so it's cool. So that's what I've been sort of like having this sort of revelation, like, wow, this is actually starting to resonate with people and actually works. So anyway, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's working yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. It's kind of funny, like throughout that whole thing that you're talking about, like I, I have a feeling like you're more actually the value that you're bringing to the people is not even the video itself. It's actually all the other thing about just getting sort of like, uh, I don't know, uh, clarity with what it is that they should do or 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 sparking something, you know, like just figuring out. It's like I can tell people what I do, but then like hearing it from someone else and they say what I do, it's like, oh, that sounds so much right. cooler. <laughs> right. No, that's exactly that's exactly what I asked them as well. I'm like, you know, what do people say about you, right? You should know. And so even like the video I did for my buddy Steve, he was like the same thing. He goes, oh, you know, you, what you're doing is, you know, what I've just described to you. And uh, so, yeah, no, it, it's pretty it's pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to see how it kind of keeps playing out and to kind of like keep refining that and uh, keep refining the process for it as well, just to kind of like start nailing down like, okay, what are the questions that I'm asking? Uh, how do I categorize these things? And so, you know, if I'm not doing it, how can I, you know, ensure that it, someone else can do this or whatever? Um, so yeah, so it's, it's it's been pretty good that way. Yeah. 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 Well, well, one of one of my uh, one of my clients, he he does a pinch pitch uh, presentation stuff, and right. what I thought was pretty cool. So he kind of had a similar idea of uh, when he first started. He thought, let me try to get in front of as many people as possible. Let me offer some pitch. Uh, coaching i'll do i'll do a bunch for free i'll just see what i can the idea was to learn a lot because he's been in marketing for like 20 years before that and he ended up doing able to find sort of these like similar or these recurring sort of things uh themes that would pop up uh so like in, in your case i guess like the way that people would talk about something maybe they're missing an element and you would capture that and what he ended up creating was just the he calls it like the the pitch canvas it's uh it's like a it's very similar to the business the business model canvas uh where you basically it's a one pager that kind of goes it hits the the main things uh that you know to to give a great pitch and uh what what he was telling me through this whole thing was he's like when i came up with this i realized that these are this is like the core of the problems that uh that people have and if i just focus on this and i and i don't worry about the other stuff it's just a way to like for you know to do things very efficiently and and like you know kind of like work with more customers uh, much quicker because i guess like when you when you speak with the window guy for for a couple hours um like is this is this part of the engagement already like you guys are already uh contracted to work together or is that something that would eventually come in well okay so that's the thing right so they at this point yeah. he hasn't engaged but he is going to engage so i'm going to i'm supposed to send him something this week to, you know to sort of outline what, what's been done. Uh, yeah. The nice thing about this one is because it was a very warm lead that this, you know, person was highly recommend, like they, I was basically highly recommended to work with this guy mm. and that he's willing to, you know, he, he knows it's going to cost a bit of money to actually have me, you know, drive down or whatever to Seattle to help him make this thing, Yeah. Um, that he's okay with it. So, um, so I don't mind that part, but at the same time, I realize that it's not possible for every single person, like people that I know, obviously I'm going to spend the time with them. 
but I do need to, um, so I do have like a little basic questionnaire that just says like, you know, what kind of video do you want? Or, you know, yeah. what kind of thing, really simple one, just like three or four questions, um, just to see if they're interested, but I do need to figure out, okay, well, you know, at what point do I actually talk about this stuff? So yesterday I had a meeting with somebody else who, um, who isn't going to be able to afford the, the video. And so I just kind of outlined the process for her of what mm -hmm. would happen and where the time goes kind of thing. And I've been doing that lately as well. Just kind of say, look, you know, like you were saying earlier that the video is really, you know, like an afterthought in a lot of ways. Right. You know, I, I people are <laughs> yeah. people are often focused on the visual part of, you know, the, obviously the end product. But I said, you know, that end product literally takes me like an hour to film and an hour to set it up before I film. And then maybe, you know, two, three, two, three days of like editing or whatever. And then, you know, it's done. But the actual mm -hmm. getting there takes like a month and a half or, you know, a month or more kind of thing. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, so, so, you know, so I showed her just sort of the questions that I would ask her if she was going to actually engage my services. And I said, you know, once you're ready, let me know and we'll go through all this stuff. Right. Yeah. So I do want to just at least, um, educate people on what they're going to get, the value that they're going to get. Uh, the process, but then once I do, you know, but I, I won't go through all that unless they were going to, you know, engage. So, you know, so mm. we'll see what happens anyway. Hopefully, you know, the, the window washer guy comes through, but, you know, you never know, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good so how about you? What's been yeah. going on? Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah. From... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, for myself, uh, let's see. So. I've started to stop calling myself a web designer. So when I work with uh, small uh, small companies, like yeah, I was kind of thinking I need to be sort of memorable and like, what's that one thing that you do? And I find it tricky to kind of come in uh, completely cold when no one knows me to say like, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a web designer slash marketing person that helps on the content uh, or you know creates a creates a video or something if needed. So it it sounds a little bit wishy washy. And I've just been having some good experiences with the Squarespace website. So I, this is the first time I've actually just said to audience, I'm a Squarespace specialist. So, and it's like, I, I make, I make, I try to make the best Squarespace uh, websites possible. And sometimes that means I end up rewriting uh, people's content, but just like really focusing on, uh, on just the Squarespace platform itself. And uh, I find that it, it it's kind of cool. It's almost like, uh, you know, like, you have to get through this like thing of what it is that you do. I don't know. Sometimes people won't even un hear exactly what it is that you do unless you say a keyword. So at least with Squarespace, it's enough to say, huh, is that what's how's that different from WordPress or how's that different from this other other platform? And then it allows me to at least start a conversation that way, which is very whenever I would say it, I'm a web designer, it's like crickets. Um, and, and what I realized is that a lot of a lot of people that aren't sort of they, I don't know this uh sort of uh I don't know it's a bad impression of, of web designers they're they're kind of like people that um you know are kind of I don't know have no no connection to the real world or something can't understand what it is that they're trying to say and uh and sometimes I feel that yeah there's I don't know there's just a bad rep I find especially for web developers <laughs> with a lot of people like they just don't get me and so <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like this is just working a little you bit better. The world. <laughs> yeah, but but so uh, but here, um, 
I've, I've done that and then so I've introduced myself as, as a Squarespace specialist and I and I asked the people I asked a couple people to kind of follow back me up and say can you just uh, share uh, your website with everyone and just say yeah Mike built it for me and then uh, so um, that's happened and what it's done is it's kind of uh, so today was a good example a lady came to me and she wanted to uh she she's like hey i really like that website uh could you help me out but i think she's sort of not in the she's not at that point where she can invest uh pay for for an entire website but she starts asking me how much do you charge to rewrite my uh you know the text or to help me with the content or to give me pointers and so i don't know it's sort of i never thought of this because sort of I've always just kind of delivered the final deliverable has always been a website uh, for the most part. But yeah, thinking about, you know, could I maybe think of, you know, like a, a nice, let's say a three hour package of say, I'll work with you uh, for three hours. We'll kind of, uh, we'll hit on some things or, or we see what we can accomplish and then that's it and uh, walk away. So I'll try to come up with a proposal for that. And I was actually thinking that might just be a nice way to um, work with sort of these small businesses in the sense that I think they're not the ideal client for me, but they do, they can introduce me to people, um, you know, at larger companies. Uh, so I, you know, being an expat in the, in, in a foreign country, I think, yeah, expats are really just, they're all, all connected, you know, we're sort of like, uh, I don't know, we're one race over here. So we, we gotta try to back each other up somehow. So let's see if it works. But uh, I like yeah, I, like just, uh, I would say compared to last week, it's just more, more, I've been trying a lot more communicative, uh, you know, writing a lot more emails, a lot, a lot more messages uh, than before, because I do have this, yeah, I think one of my takeaways was I'm just spending too much on the technical part uh, inside of my house, uh, kind of just working on my design. And really now, uh, yeah, it's more important out there and really just start you know networking in a way possible i think that's um i think that's great so first of all it sounds like the um you know uh, the whole first of all the networking thing is working first of all that's great because that's definitely something that you know mm -hmm. i've been trying to <laughs> push you to do more of or whatever yeah. uh join bni and then uh <laughs> and then uh and then the other thing is this whole idea of you offering this extra value that doesn't necessarily mean a website. I mean, it, I mean, you know, obviously the end result is the website, but it's all, it's almost superfluous. It's like, it's almost like an afterthought that kind of like the video, right? It's kind of like, eh, you know, but what you, the value provided beforehand, uh, has, is much more important and it really helps them and it really helps you to kind of be elevated in their minds above everyone else that does something similar because you know, most people, they'll be like, well, you know, I make a website, like you said, right? Like no one knows mm -hmm. what that is exactly, or they have a negative impression of what that person does. Uh, but when you say, you know, first of all, you're a Squarespace specialist, so you're already, you know, niching down there. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, then you're like, okay, well, we'll actually work on, you know, making sure that, you know, your content is right, whatever else, and providing that extra value. Um, I think that's definitely helpful because, you know, most web developers that you talk to or people that I've known that have dealt with web developers, will often complain that the person doesn't know anything about, you know, the message or the, you know, the content or anything. They'll just, you know, they just basically you tell them what you want and they kind of just, you know, put something together generally or whatever and that's it. There's no, you know, there's nothing else after that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I think that's a, a good approach to do, to, to kind of take it from. Yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, feel, just feeling just the whole networking thing. I can see how it's the, yeah, it's you, just having a lot more conversations, more like, you know, uh, business worthy kind of things are, are going on, which is good. Uh, figuring out how to convert these things, I guess, is part of the whole equation. And then there's that whole thing about the workload. So I, I find it funny. It's like sort of this, oh, man, let's see how much I can talk for the next couple weeks. And then if I, it, okay, let's imagine some projects come in. Then at some point, I'm going to have to figure out how to do those projects while at the same time trying to keep this momentum of, uh, of yeah, keep on uh, getting out there. And I guess it's the thing, it's the constant uh I don't know, hustle that we always encounter, but you know, there's yeah. certain moments, especially now I'm really feeling it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, you know, it's true though, because it does take, um, uh, it does take time and I'm just going to look up this thing, um, until, uh, until friends, um, because I, I heard this thing recently, it says here, okay, so this is it. So this is, um, this is how many hours to become, is it a friend or there's one about like, um, not just friend, but to become, uh, I think it goes from like acquaintance to friend or something like that. So, okay, here we go. So if you are, um, so this is like related to business because you're talking about networking, how, uh -huh. how much time it might take, right? So um, this thing here that someone introduced me to, it's, it was quite cool. It was, um, it takes somewhere between 40 and 60 hours to make a casual friend. Then about 80 to 100 hours to become like a friend friend and then 200 hours or more to become a close friend. So, you know, a casual friend, you could say like they're an acquaintance, right? Uh -huh. And then 80 to 100 hours where it's like, okay, they're kind of friends or whatever. And then beyond 200 hours, that's when you start to um, really start to see some uh, some benefits, right? <laughs> um, not benefits. Like I friends, say. benefits but you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, whatever. So, but it says here, like, actually, it was in the BNI thing too. It said, oh, here it is. So, it takes about 50 hours of interaction to move a person from acquaintance to casual friend. And it takes a total of 90 hours to become real friends and 200 hours to become close friends. So, they were saying here, like, this is all BNI again, like mm -hmm. the brainwashing continues. Yeah. But yeah. basically, it was like when BNI members reach the 90 hour mark, they start receiving more referrals. And so, I can see that in myself, not necessarily through BNI, but through the other groups that I'm a part of, that now I've been a part of them for like a year and a half or so. And so we meet like, you know, once a week, right? Uh -huh. So if it's been once a week for a year and a half, let's say let's 70 hours now approximately, right? That's when I can say they're like real friends. And then now it's like at that point where, okay, people are doing business with me because some of them I've spent more time with, right? I can say like the people that I've actually done business with, I've spent more time with them in particular. Um, and so that's really, I think this is really true. So like you're saying, or if anyone's wondering whether or not they should be networking, is it, uh, the power of it is that it does take a little bit of time. It is like a farming model and it's not, not necessarily from your immediate group of, uh, people that you're networking with. It's mm -hmm. always from them knowing other people. So I think that, um, you know, I think what you just said there is, is key. Mm. Gosh. That's a lot of coffee. That's a lot of coffees. <laughs> a lot of coffees. You can handle it. Yeah, yeah. You can do it. Cool. Uh, cool, cool, cool. So, what else has been going on uh, this week? 
Um, I don't know what else has been going on. What did we talk about that? Last we talked a little bit about uh, our networking stuff or whatever, and then um, uh, I guess for this week it's um, just processes for me. It's been just you know thinking about my processes, thinking about um, you know again scaling and you know um, and also thinking about outsourcing some more menial things like for example bookkeeping and stuff like that. I've been looking okay. at that and one and realizing that you know it's still not something that i want to do i try but it, it always gets you know put on the back burner because i want to do other yeah. things so things like that where i can see okay maybe i should start thinking about how do i actually get someone else to do it um you know those kind of things and also even just other people bringing them on board to help out with certain areas so for example um script writing or mm-hmm. uh, content stuff or whatever so actually on Thursday, I have a meeting with an animal hospital that I've been trying to get a meeting with for a while. And um, they want to do a, a video and some other social media stuff, I think. So I'm actually going to bring Kirsten, the um, person referring to the window washer. She's like the queen of content, uh, the marketing tornado, queen of content, <laughs> Kirsten Campbell. She's, uh, yeah, she's really funny. Actually. <laughs> so uh, she um, she's actually going to come to the meeting with me because I think that having an extra pair of eyes and also an extra voice there that will kind of talk about the importance of content and and social media and using, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it'll be really helpful. So I'm trying to partner with people like that nowadays more. Oh, uh, that actually reminds me of this. I saw this pretty, uh, there's a social media lady on one of these YouTube channels that I watch uh, about, about design and her, her whole, thing was she's American, but she had lived in Barcelona for, for seven years, and she just moved to Tel Aviv, uh, Israel. Uh, she just wanted a new adventure. And uh, and sort of the premise of the, of the uh, let's say, I think it was a podcast slash video thing, was um, how she made so many contacts in just two days of being in Israel. What she did, and it's actually not bad to consider, is she wrote to the largest tech, so there's like a big uh, tech conference in Israel that, that just happened to be taking place right when she was moving over. And she basically wrote them and said, "Hey, I'm a I'm a social media guru, um, and or you know, knowledge, blah blah. And uh, do you need any help?" And she just asked, "Do you need any help?" Uh, and uh, and then that gave her a free pass to the place. And then she just networked like crazy with you know within that thing. So I was just thinking about that, like even just the video, just like being able to find a spot like a good conference where there's going to be legit people out there and just say, hey, do you have anyone doing an overview video of this thing? I could just, you know, shoot something. Yeah. And then it gets yeah, you in the totally. door. Who, no, who cares about the deliverable? What, how good it is? It's like you're already in there talking with the people that you would yeah. like to. No, that's yeah. totally that. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just the hustle, I guess, right? I mean, you just find uh-huh. the way to hustle it, right? Like whatever it's going to take kind of thing, right? And uh, I think maybe that's that's really what it's all about, just looking for the openings and just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say exploiting them, but at least like taking advantage of the fact that you can get a foot in the door um, yeah. any way you can. You know, the other thing also is like if you do that, I mean, I find that these video emails that I've been sending out to people have been super effective that way too. Um, so mm-hmm. again, like last week at a, um, an event for the Pacific Club last week, it was actually really good ones about branding actually. It was, it was perfect actually. It was actually mm-hmm. something I want to talk about too. Uh, as well branding and uh, anyway so at that um, at that uh, event there were some people from uh, a large um, real estate development company uh, who I've sort of seen like come to events before but never had a chance to talk to them and so I finally you know chatted with them a little bit last week they gave me their cards or whatever and 
So again, I just sent them like little video emails the next day just saying, hey, great talking, whatever. So now I've got like, you know, two meetings set up with them, right? So, uh, you know, with two different people, one who's like their head of sales and the other person who's like their head of like community management. So, you know, it's cool. It's like, you know, those kind of things can also work because they at least put you on a different plane. You weren't just some guy they met, but you actually took the effort to actually, you know, send them this message. And then another client, uh, potential client who was there, um, I've met with his CEO and stuff and he was like, Hey Carl, you know, Hey, by the way, you know, I just want you to know that we're, you know, we're actually not, you know, putting you off whatever we said, we're just going to buy another company right now. So, you know, we don't have to hold off, but you know, we do want to talk to you because whatever. And again, they were all just like, you know, through the video emails, like, because I've been sending these messages and staying in front of their face and they kind of like see you and hear you and whatever. So, um, so I think that if you're going to do something like what she was doing, um, and what you want to do here in Paris or whatever, and there in Paris is, you know, same idea. Just start, you know, making yourself noticeable. Yeah. A little different. A little, little quirky. Yeah, a little quirky. You, you can do quirky. I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, actually, from my side, uh, this, this week and uh, what I really started working on, so... I wanted to go a little bit deeper in Squarespace. So um, when I had the chance um, to just, what I found about the thing, about the deliverable at the end, just working on telling the story of how I eventually got there. So with a website, normally it's like, okay, I'll try to come up with a design, the background and stuff based on what I think. But this, the past couple of times I've tried to explain it and I've, I focused, so I heard from, I was watching an Adobe, so Adobe stock photos, they have sort of this um, uh, yearly trend report where they can get a sense of what are the most trendy images at the moment, like what are people searching for? And and so this this sort of, what this does is it show, it demonstrates sort of like what's the trend in, in current photography and then Adobe's trying to figure out what's tomorrow's trend's gonna be. And then that's like how they, you know, make millions with the large companies, I think. And they, um, so they were talking about nature and stuff. So right today, like photography is all about uh, like the, the ones that are trending and, and very attractive to people. It has something to do with bringing yourself back to earth or, or, or back to nature, or, you know, getting in touch uh, with uh, with mother mother earth and so that what that means is a lot of tones a lot of color tones are, are certain colors uh, shape, certain types of shapes that reflect nature uh, have certain uh, are, are just having a lot more appeals and and a lot of people are searching for things like vegetation or I don't know vegan uh, uh, I don't know uh, natural or I don't know these these kind of words so organic yeah yeah so so these kind of things and I was just thinking about how to I was like what if I if I could incorporate these sort of things, uh, these this idea of like uh, you know this bringing back to earth into some designs, and I tell that to the client like how I came up to the final thing, um, what what would they think? And so, and it was actually really fun. So the, for example, this one client who's uh, she's a life coach, uh, helping help empowering women. The thing was. Uh, I, I created these like uh, lines going all over the place. And I was just thinking, you know, if you think about your mind, how it's all over the place and you're trying to untangle it. And she's like, oh, that's so beautiful. And she really liked that. And I'm work and I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. And so with this law firm I'm working with now, they they want they do French and English translations. And 
they're like, well, we don't have any photos to use. I guess just use some stock photo of that, you know, something Paris and Parisian and just use that. I was like, yeah, but that's kind of boring. So what I thought was um, right in front of the Eiffel Tower, there's this big uh, um, place. It's, it's called Trocadero. That's like it's like a museum. Uh, but they have tile on their floor. Uh, they have they have really nice tile, like a, a marble floor. And uh, um, I was just like, let me just copy the um, what do you call it? Like sort of the dimensions, pattern. the okay. pattern. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me do something a little bit creative with that. So uh, I just started doing that, and pretty exciting. And so I don't, it, it came out pretty good. And so I'll present that to them tomorrow. But rather, rather than just showing them, okay, here's the site, here's what I came up with, and and just talk about the text. I want, I want to just spend a few minutes to tell them, let me tell you about how I was thinking about design and how I wanted to bring Paris into this sort of thing, but in a non, you know, stock photo feeling way. And uh, yeah, that was kind of neat. So I got I into it. That's cool. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's really so. cool. And it's like you were saying, like, um, like, like the influence of, um, you know, I guess it's, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's definitely um, the sort of like, um, what can I say, like, real like back to you know ground nature whatever type of feeling and um you know and this whole idea of like reconnecting with different spaces or whatever that you're already in and you know that kind of thing i mean not only is it um good for your clients but it's a great story for them to mm. tell as well right so i think what you're doing there is you're definitely you know building it beyond just that i mean it, i don't know like I guess that's something they would want to talk about maybe in their copy and stuff like that, that, you know, how they're local and, you know, and how that's so important. And so even like their website is reflected in that, um, you know, so if, if that's yeah. important to their clients, whatever, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool story for them and it's part of their why. Right. And so that's where the branding part of it can really come in. Uh, and that's what this uh, lady last week was talking about as well, where she's saying, you know, basically her whole brand has been built on, you know, the why they're in business, um, because she was saying that her, there's like around her business in a three block radius, there's like six or seven other direct competitors, mm -hmm. but that she doesn't worry about any of them because her why is totally different and strong. So yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. I actually just read a little article from uh, Seth Godin. He was talking about how books sell at bookstores. They don't sell at a butcher shop. <laughs> and what it was, and this whole, it was, there's this thing about like your distance away from your competitors. And what he was saying is that, um, if you put a, if you put a book in a book, in a butcher shop, like, yeah, I mean, no one's in the mindset to go, you know, buy, buy that. And you would think like, well, I'm separate, I'm, I'm, I'm separating myself from the, from the competitors. And so, you know, I, I have claim to this territory and it should help out, but it doesn't. I guess there's for for a lot of people for consumers or people that are gonna buy stuff, there's something uh, there's almost like an appeal to be very close to your competitors because they're they're allowed to you know just get a taste of you, get a taste of the others, and then they'll choose the one that they prefer. And uh, yeah, I could see that if you're confident with your why, you know that yeah there's gonna be certain people that that's legit for, and they could care less about the other stuff. They'll just go for you because they yeah they see what you see or your why <laughs> that's so. interesting actually no that's totally that's yeah that's very interesting yeah no I'll, it's definitely something like you said like if they're around other comparison and you know even for me like i like often you know when i think about other people to do videos and stuff like i don't really worry about what they're doing because i know what they're doing is 
really different than what I do. Um, and the focus is really different. So, you know, so I welcome them, you know, mm. uh, sort of in that same space with me because it's not so much that I'm going to be like beating them down, but it's more <laughs> like, you know, I just, I just understand what value that I bring and, and, mm. you know, and I understand what value they bring. And so maybe there's something there that can be worked on together. Like this one guy that comes to our networking groups now. Mm. Um, but, um, the, you know, the, the, the Dutch dude, but, um, but anyway, yeah, no, I think that having that clear why, and that's what it took away from this last week was that, you know, she just made sure that their why has always been very clear from the very beginning. She actually got consulting and coaching from Tony Shea, like, mm. you know, from like the Zappos dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. apparently her business partner somehow worked at Zappos as like a communications or marketing manager or something like that. And so she has like, she's like friends with Tony. And so they got advice on how to build their brand and culture uh, directly from him. And he just basically said, yeah, empowering people, um, thinking about your why, being really clear about that and everything, your systems, everything goes through your your values and your why. Mm. Right. Every single aspect. And so that's what she's done. And uh, yeah, it's worked out. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. So uh, so on that note, on that note. Uh, let's say that, uh, you know, definitely, I think we've talked a lot about what our definitions of why are, what we kind of offer in terms of our value and whatever. And I think that that's something that, uh, people should, uh, should consider as well and really examine that and not worry too much about what competitors are doing. You sure you should be aware of it, but you know, at the same time, just, you know, understanding your value and the time it takes to actually build that and communicate that to people too. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm go. lost the boards right now. So let's end it right <laughs> here. Cool. Thanks, man. All right, let me stop. Hi, everyone. Mike here. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to talk raw and honest about our experiences building a business. And so if there's a certain topic that you'd like us to explore, please let us know. You can find us by Googling Brand Ballers Podcast. And if you find us helpful in any way, it would mean a lot to us if you could leave a review in iTunes. And I know it's such a pain in the butt to log in and do that, but it does two things. First, it lets us know that more people than our moms are actually listening, which is pretty cool. But more importantly, it lets people that are wanting to build a business find us because the reviews help the directories recommend certain podcasts. But anyway, thanks again for tuning in. And we'll see you next week on the Brand Ballers Podcast. Have a great day.